Hello and welcome to the Empathy Podcast. This podcast seeks to explore the minds of those who not only understand or experience empathy, but of those who wish to take action, build, and practice empathetic behavior through conscious decision and responsible lifestyle choices. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, this podcast might be just for you. So sit back, relax, and use what you were born with, empathy. Everybody, welcome. Um, we are doing a podcast live, and I'm so excited uh, to have my new guest uh, that are coming with me, and they're joining me from Canada, and they go by the name Plant Trainers, but together uh, they are Adam and Shoshana Chain, and they are of the Plant Trainers. And so what they do right now is they're incredibly dedicated to helping improve the quality of your life through plant-based nutrition and fitness. That is their forte and that is everything that we're going to talk about. I'm so excited because on my personal podcast, I've had a lot of different people um, from all kinds of walks of life. But one thing that we haven't really delved in too hard is the nutrition and the fitness because that is so key um, to everybody and everybody's lifestyle. And I really want to talk about that. But right before uh, we get into that, I have a couple quick questions to kind of break the ice and get us going. So the first question I have is, why did you guys start TikTok? Ah, good question. I think that's for you to answer. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) First of all, thanks so much for having us and uh, having this discussion. I think it's a really important discussion to have and bringing health into any platform and into the ears of people is super important. So thank you for this opportunity. I started TikTok, well, we started TikTok basically because why not? It's a whole other market whole other demographic and a whole other possibility to reach more people. And our mission from day one has always been to impact as many people as we possibly can and help them improve their quality of life like you just said before. And so opening up the doors to TikTok gave us another avenue to reach more people. So that's really the reason why we started it. Yeah, have you... Oh, good. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's super fun. I was seriously just going to say that. I was like, are you having fun? Tell me some of the fun things that you guys are doing on there um, that you enjoy. So it's super fun that it's like really short clips and you could be totally creative. And it's, I find it to be a very different platform than all the others where you get to show a different side of you. And this really allows us to show little videos of us in our quirks and our moments. And at the same time, we're having the opportunity to educate while having fun and we call it getting fun educated. And so it's, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been super fun to network and to build a community on a different platform. We go live there every day. So we have people that are coming back all the time and it's just so much fun to get to know them. And we have, we go live every day and we have people on Instagram and people on TikTok watching at the same time. So yeah. the people on TikTok and Instagram have actually gotten to know each other a lot too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. You got to show me how you guys are doing that because that's something that I've had incorporated lives, but I didn't get it consistent enough. And I always felt like I was missing out on doing one live and with, with one group of audience. And I felt like I was another group of audience was missing out on that and, and, and both could benefit. And so, yeah, I definitely have to learn more from you guys about that. Yeah. All right. So my next question, yeah. My next question is what is the biggest myth surrounding plant-based eating? What do you guys think it is today? Like one of the biggest myths? I think the biggest myths are really just coming from misinformation, right? We were raised a certain way and we were raised a certain way for a reason because history went in the direction that it went in because 
subsidies went in the direction that they went in and we were just raised day to day with what our parents knew to be best. And it turns out that what our parents knew to be best wasn't exactly best for us. And with the incorporation of so much animal products, we see higher incidence of cancer, higher incidence of heart disease, higher incidence of obesity, and all of the other diseases that come along with that. And we see higher mortality rates, higher fraction rates, and we just have misinformation. When people start to understand the science behind it, they are able to open up their eyes to what they should have been doing all along. And we really saw that with, with our personal journey and how Adam kind of, you know, how his health changed drastically. And we said, wow, we're just being, we're, we're not being taught right. Yeah. hundred percent. I think the other main issue that people have is a, they don't want to change what they're already doing. It's very easy to just keep doing what you're doing and not make changes the other thing is people think it's really too expensive. It costs a lot of money to eat this way, and so they don't want to go there. And these are all things that are not the truth, and there are very cheap ways to eat plant-based and do very well with it. And modifying your lifestyle is really a choice. If they want to do it, they will. You just have to decide that you want to make that change. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now my next question is, why do you think people are, are really unaware of what's causing a lot of these diseases, um, that, that the way that we eat is causing these diseases? I, I think the same thing. I think that there's so much science being done. There's so much research being done, but research isn't always presented in the way that it actually exists. So for example, I think a lot of people have heard about the studies that show that eating six eggs a day lowers cholesterol. But what they're not seeing behind the scenes of that is that one group is being asked to eat meat and like and chicken and the other group is not. One group is has smokers in it, the other group does not. One group is sick already, the other group is not. So they're trying to show a drastic change and people don't see behind that. We haven't been learned, we haven't been taught to read science properly. So in a sense we're being taught what they want us what what they want us to know and um, what makes sense to people already. I think that people don't realize the power that food has. And I always like to use the car analogy. You're not going to put low quality fuel in a high performance vehicle. And our body is a high performance vehicle. It's a sports car. So if you're going to get on that Indy 500 racetrack, you got to put in the top quality, highest efficient fuel to be able to perform at the highest possible level. And our bodies need to be treated the same way. And most people don't think of it that way. They just kind of shovel food in because they don't have time. It's just something they got to get done. They don't really pay attention to the power of the food and how they make it, how it makes them feel. Yeah, that's so great. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for those quick vegan questions. I really appreciate it. Let's jump into who you guys are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Adam. And I'm Shoshana. And we are the co-hosts of the Planters podcast, health coaches, fitness coaches, and just out there trying to make a difference, yeah. improve people's quality of life. Through plant-based nutrition. I mean, that's right. really what we, what we do. And we've been doing that for several years because of all the things we've learned over the years. And we just don't want people to end up the way we were, not having the tools and able to make the change or have the support to make the change. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, I think you said something really important um, earlier is that that people, you know, they don't want to change until, until they make the decision themselves, right? And there's some people um, that we have in this world 
that will read the information, they'll see the information, and they'll say, you know what, I'm going to make that change because that just makes sense, you know, um, or I'm going to try it because it seems to make sense. Let me, let me try it out, right? But then I think there's a whole other group of people, and I think you guys are in that group, and I'm in that group, where, well, at least for sure I'm in the group, is where I had to suffer um, with my health pretty badly um, before I said, you know what, i got to make a change. Let me try and figure out how to get healthy. I remember being really sick, and the, the first time I was like, okay, let me really try to figure this out. And it was my first time experiencing being sick and the first time that I actually looked into it. And it was very short, a very short, brief look into it that I went vegan after that. But I want you guys to share your story a little bit about how you guys were impacted and what led you to plant-based eating. So your story. Right. So, so yeah. So one of the things that really we're trying to do is help people avoid getting themselves into the place where you were when you were sick, the tragedy or the family member that they know that has a chronic illness that they can't overcome because it's just too late. And I was in that situation too. And we try to help people get to that place of change before it's too late, before they're encountering that tragedy or that difficult, challenging time. And so about 11 years ago, I felt this pain in my chest. I was 36 years old and it kind of felt like the pain was running down my left shoulder. And for those of you that know, that's a sign of a heart attack. And I'm thinking like, how could I be having signs or symptoms of a heart attack at the age of 36? I'm active. I don't look overweight. I'm fit. I exercise regularly. I thought I ate well, but this was a very strange pain. And so I went to the hospital to get it checked out. And it turned out that they found nothing that day and they sent me home. But a couple of weeks later, they called me back and said that I have a tumor on my kidney they found during the ultrasound. And I was kind of shocked. Like, I, it doesn't run in my family. It's not normal. Like, how do you, I don't, I didn't understand anything. They were also really concerned because they didn't recognize that type of tumor for the kidney. And what they told us is that it, it looks like it's probably extremely dangerous that there can be an expiration to, to Adam's life if we don't take it out immediately, that it would be easy to take out. And that's what we should just do. I didn't feel right letting them cut open um, his body and take something out without knowing what it was. So we insisted on a biopsy first and we had to go through three doctors till we found one that was willing to biopsy. And we did find out that it was a benign tumor. So there was no cancer there, but it was uh, quite a rare a tumor for that area of the body. And that was supposedly very highly associated with a disease called Van Hippelindau. It's a genetic disease where you get little tumors deposited down the central nervous system and nobody had lived past 40 with that. So then we started to do testing for that. And until the test came and until the results came, a neurologist said, go get a retinal exam. They could look through your eyes to see into your brain. So if you had tumors that had started already, we would at least know that we needed to move things forward. So the doctor said, the good news is that there's no tumors. The bad news is that you actually have heart disease. We have arteries in our eyes, the same as the arteries in our, in our heart. And his arteries were tapering off. They were filled with calcium. There was not heavy, heavy blood flow. And we had lost a friend oh, a couple of years oh. before uh, who, who, you know, played, played hockey, had a heart attack and left behind a very young family. So it was also real to us, but we were fit. We were personal trainers. We ate better than our friends. We looked proper on the outside but we're doors and not windows and we couldn't see what was happening on the inside. And let's, I, I was like 37 when they told me I had the beginning stages of heart disease and she was pregnant with our second kid. And I'm like, how could this be? 
you know, there must be something I could do. And the doctors wanted to put me on medication. They wanted to do the surgeries. That's not me. That's not how I've ever worked. And I started to do some research and I came across several books and documentaries about a plant-based lifestyle. Actually, not a lot of documentaries because Forks Over Knives just came out around that time. Like the first one. 2011, it was the first real impactful one that came out. And so, but I found books by Dr. Esselstyn who talked about preventing, reversing heart disease through a plant-based lifestyle, plant-based diet. And I read uh, some other books and I came across Brendan Brazier who grew up as a triathlete, became a champion triathlete on a plant-based diet. So this plant-based thing made a lot of sense to me on a different, on a many different levels, fitness and health. And so that's what led me to saying one Thursday night or something, I turned to you and I said, tomorrow I'm plant-based. And I was like, what does that mean? And he said, it's vegan. And I said, that's some kind of vegetarian, right? I didn't even know what a vegan was. I, you know, I, I, I kind of had a sense, but, but I, had, I knew compared to what I know now, I knew nothing about it back then. And I said, well, you know what? This is really overwhelming. I have two young kids under the age of three. So we'll do what you need to do, but please just eat fish once a week and eat, and eat chicken on Fridays until we can figure out more recipes. And he said no, and I said yes. And then Friday came and he picked it up with a fork and put it down and that was it. Like no. he was cold tofu. But that's, that's my, my mentality, my personality. Once I decide something, I'm all in. And so it's not something that we recommend to clients for the most part, but that's my personality. And so I ate that way, whole food plant-based for the whole first year. I went for regular tumor checkups. There was no change. After the first year, I went back to the ophthalmologist to do another retinal exam to see if there were any changes. And she was blown away. She could not understand what medication I was taking, what kind of potion I was taking that opened up the arteries in my eyes. The blood flow was now going back through nice and clear, bright red, and there was complete shock. And all I said was, I changed the way I eat. And I only eat plants. And then not long after that, I went back for another tumor checkup. And the doctor there said the exact same thing. What have you been doing? Are you part of some new trial that we don't know about? Because your tumor is starting to shrink. Smoking something down in Mexico. <laughs> what, is, what, what are you doing? What medication are you on? And so the impact of the food has on our body is huge. And I'm a direct result. I'm here today at the age of 46 when the doctors told me I would no longer be on this planet by the age of 40. And I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm more active than I've ever been. I have more energy. Fitness is like everything is just rolling. And I'm here to be with my family for as long as I can be. And that was the plan. That's why I made this change. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's interesting how like, I think that's such a crazy story that the way that the arteries can be affected, of course, in your eyes. And, and when you learn about it, of course, it makes sense. I mean, any artery could be affected, you know, and oftentimes for males, especially one of the early signs of heart disease is, is their erectile dysfunction and that artery and that blood um, flowing into there. And that's, that's something that people don't even recognize as like, it's because of what I'm eating. Um, and they say, man, it's so manly to eat meat. I'm such a big man, but I can't use my manhood 
properly. And I <laughs> right. find that like just so ironic. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, such an amazing, powerful story. What about for you, um, uh, Shoshana? So Adam went plant-based in October and over the course of, I guess, seven, eight months from October to May, I took my time going through the stages of different vegetarian states until you know, I just had a little bit of egg and a little bit of cheese left once a week, twice a week. And, and then that was done. And over that course of time, and then into the first couple of months of being completely plant-based, I was able to lose my baby weight a year and a half later that had not wanting to come off. Um, my mental health got better, but for the first time in my life, my, my cystic acne, my, my teenage acne was actually gone. I had been very sick as a child, ear infections all the time, antibiotics all the time. I'm assuming now I must have had some kind of dairy allergy that was, you know, creating this inflammation, creating all of this pus in my skin. And I finally, for the first time, had clear skin. I didn't have to wear cover-up anymore. Uh, I, I felt more confident, and it, was, and it was amazing. And then all these other small little things began to change. But the, one of the, besides Adam's health, of course, one of the biggest things that changed for us was our son. And he had eczema from a very young age. Really bad. Really bad. Like, it would be... Bleeding around his eyes from cracks. He would be up all night, scratching, twist, twisting and turning, and then in a bad mood the whole next day. And he was our cute little, like, amazing good boy. And, and he, was, he was changing because he wasn't sleeping and because his body was, was in pain. And what had happened is we took him off gluten. And I think things cleared up probably about 60 to 70%. And for that to happen, I mean, at that point in my life, I would have taken that any day and kept it forever. But when we took away the dairy, when we took away the egg, we saw, and that was the last two things to go for my kids as well, or our kids as well, is that everything cleared up. And maybe, we, we live up in Canada, so we have four major seasons. So in, in the fall, a little bit of eczema. In the spring, a little bit of eczema. Uh, this year, we had no eczema. But but it, it was amazing how things had just changed for him. And over time, he was actually able to tolerate gluten again because his gut had healed, because there wasn't other things creating all of this oxidative stress on the body, essentially. Yeah. And so what led it for you to make the, to make the shift? It was seeing the results of, those, of, your, of your husband and, and your child was really what helped. Well, Russell's changes came after mine. So okay. it went Adam, me, and then the kids after that. They were, I was a few, I was a lot of steps behind him and they were a few steps behind me. I wanted to make sure that I had done my research and I started to get all, you know, all my nutrition training and all of that because I really wanted to be comfortable doing for the kids something that wasn't the norm. I really needed to understand that I wasn't messing them up. It was okay to mess me up, but not okay to mess them up. But when Adam finally, when those results finally came back and they were, you know, they were just so clear as day that if, if, if it's reversing, then what am I doing to my body in the meantime? Um, and that's really what finalized it for me. But what really got me to that point was I read a book, um, I read a book that spoke to me. Adam read a book that spoke to him. I read a book that spoke to me. So although we both had all of this understanding beforehand, it really needs to connect with you, right? So your reason will be a little bit different than my reason. And that, you know, once, once it was like, like the, the, the message of the book was, hey, girlfriend, 
don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. You're not special. If this is happening to everybody else, it could happen to you. Do the right thing. And I was like, damn, I'm a mom. I've got to stand up. I got to be responsible. I want to be here with my kids, with my husband as long as possible. And if that means that I can't have the cheese on the cheese platter at a party, or I'm not going to have a steak on my birthday, that's okay. But what I told myself in that moment, it was May. So it was starting to be nice weather here again is if I go to a party and there's some cheese, I might eat it. And my birthday's in November. And if I want a steak in November, I will have a steak in November. I know I'm going to go as I'm going to commit to this plant-based now, but if a moment comes up, I have a choice and I will make my choice. Well, when that first cheese platter came and when that birthday came, it, it was, it was a non-issue by then, but because I didn't restrict myself, I was allowed to step into it. What about me not pushing it on you? That was huge too. And that was huge too. And, and, and I thank you for that because I've worked with so many families where one and sometimes it's the woman and sometimes it's the man because we're kind of like the opposite of what you normally see, how the man went first and the woman came second, but it, it's different every time, but it's always, I wish they would. I wish they would. I tell them not to, we fight about it. We fight about it. And I'm like, look, you've got, you've got to step back and you've got to let them come into it in their own time. Because if they're anything like me, they don't want to be told what to do. So you, so if you're the woman or you're the man and you're not used to cooking, then you've got to cook for yourself. Or if they're the woman or they're the men and you're in charge of the cooking and they don't want to eat what you want to eat, well, then they've got to step up and make what they want to eat or make their choices outside of the house. You have to negotiate that, but you can't force what people eat is like the one thing that you can't force. You cannot force them to it's swallow. So it's so personal. So, and, if, and you've got to maintain your relationship right? That's number one. So he, he stepped off. He said, you know, every couple of weeks, shush, you want to read this book? Shush, you want to watch this documentary? Like, shush, I totally know that you're doing it in your own time, but I'm, I am going to be so happy when you decide to make the changes because I'm worried about your health. And then I wouldn't hear about it for another, for another long time. It, it wasn't was nagging. It, yeah. It was subtle. I mean, our fridge was divided in half my food, everybody else's food. It was Painter's like that. Tape. It was like that for a while. And, but, but I think that if you push it on your partner, they're going to say no, everybody's got to find it in their own time. And I didn't have much support back then other than she was very supportive. Do what you want. Go ahead. No problem. But other than that, there wasn't this internet with all these 10 years ago, the resources were much fewer far between. So things have definitely changed a lot in the last 10 years it, as far as that goes. And I was a young mom with PTSD with two young kids who wasn't a cook and didn't have a lot of experience in the kitchen. And we had just gone gluten free because of my son. So I said, look, if you're not like at first, like I said, please just twice a week, because I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to have a nervous, a nervous breakdown. And, and then when it was like, no, I can't even do the twice a week. I'm like, well, then I need your help. And he was willing to help. He didn't expect me to do everything for him also. And that allowed me a lot more respect in that way as well. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more deeply about um, heart disease and, and what in animal products causes heart disease and what, what is it specifically in there that was really clogging your arteries? 
So the saturated fat is what's the biggest problem. And there are plant foods that have saturated fat as well. So we do need to watch out for those, especially if we are people who are having huge heart problems. But all animal products, if, if you look on on yogurt, if you look on, on any kind, even crackers, if it says that there's cholesterol in it, you know that it contains animal products. And you know what they say, they have this expression, what is it like a second on the hips, forever on the hip, a second on the lips, forever on the hips, right? <laughs> it's like a weight watch, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, um, just a, like a say, just yeah. something that people say about, you know, get, getting fatter or what, or whatever it is. But, you know, you could almost say the same thing about animal products. And the second it goes in, there's that opportunity for it to, to either start or clog your arteries. And there have been autopsies done on 10 year olds who have died for whichever reasons they've died. And they are finding that these 10 year olds who are eating North American diets actually have beginning stages of heart disease at that age. And we're starting to see heart disease. I remember as a, as a kid, people who had heart attacks, they were 75 years old, 85 years old. They were like our great grandparents or maybe our grandparents if our parents were the youngest in their family. But now we're 40 years old, right? Like I'm 41, 46. Yeah, we're, we, we're, we're chronologically 40 somethings year old. And we have, we have people our age who are having heart attacks now. And it's really, it's really, really scary. And we are continuing to eat more and more animal products as a nation, as North America. And we just see people getting sicker and sicker and sicker. It also causes a lot of inflammation in the body and inflammation is directly related to chronic illness. So you could choose your illness, whichever one you want, the inflammation is just adding to it. So why do you want to consume food that's going to keep hurting your body? Just like I talked about at the beginning, the power of food, it can either hurt you or it could make you better. And if you had the choice to choose food that's going to heal you, why wouldn't you choose that? And that's a loaded question because it's super easy not to choose that and to go with the, what's normal right now because of all the guidelines that are out there and the pyramids and all of those things. But the truth is that we have some personal responsibility and more people need to start taking their own health into their own hands. And the funniest thing is you have complete control over that because you're the one who actually puts the food in your mouth. So you can control what goes into your mouth. You just have to decide to make that choice. And look, if you have a slip up, think about what did I do wrong? Did I go to a restaurant that was just too tempting? Did I buy the food and have it in the house and therefore I chose it. So what choices, what lifestyle choices can I make moving forward that if I'm really committed to this, I can make different choices moving forward. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, anytime myself personally, when it's, when I want to, like, let's say I'm, I'm eating healthier, right. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat a little bit healthier. Anytime there's any kind of little snack in the house or something that's maybe not as healthy, if it's there, like it might get eaten. And it's just better to just get that thing out. Like, don't even, like, cause I'm not, I don't want it if it's not here. Like, I'm not going to go walk, you know, go search for it, you know, but if it's right in my cabinet, I might, I might go grab that, you know? So you're so right. I think that's a really good one. I like that. All right. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you guys are doing um, to help others. Some of your, some of your ventures, some of your business adventures, all that sort of stuff that you guys are doing. 
Well, I think you said it at the beginning when you introduced, introduced us so nicely, and thank you again for that, is that you said that we're out here to help people improve their quality of life. And that's really what we're here to do. When Adam was in that situation, it didn't just affect him. It affected me. It affected my mental health going forward forever. It affected our children and the way that their mother showed up for them. It affected his parents, his siblings, my parents, my siblings. It affects everyone. So our main goal is to get as much information out there through the Plant Trainers podcast. We interview the leading experts in plant-based nutrition and fitness so that people can have education along with inspiration, along with actionable tips so that they can make their life better and hopefully never get into the situation we were in. And if they are, they have the tools to begin to reverse it. We also work with people one-on-one or in group settings because that's what we do (laughs) because that's what we do. We're, We're the trainers, right? Like, you know, so in terms of consulting, in terms of coaching, what have you, because Many people can't just listen to a 45-minute podcast and be like, oh, I got it. Not everybody is like an Adam Chaim. A lot of people are more like a Shoshana Chaim where you need to research, you need to know, you need your handheld, you need some accountability, you need you need goals. So everybody's kind of a little bit different. And so that's why, like I said earlier, when we went through this whole process, when I went through this 10 years ago, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the support group. And so what we did a few years ago was we created this group, this 21-day plant-based party that we've now changed into a 28-day because we wanted to give people the opportunity for the support. We will support them to get educated, to get recipes, to understand how to transition from whatever lifestyle they are currently in into a healthier one, whether they want to become fully plant-based, fully vegan, or if they want to dabble in it until they're ready to go fully, we want to give them that opportunity. And so we just put out, what is it, a couple days ago? Yeah. This 28-day plant-based party where we offer, it's kind of like a group coaching session or setting, I should say, that there's a private Facebook group, weekly live Q&As with everybody who's in the group. And it's just an opportunity to network with other people that are going through the same thing that we are going to lead through the process and help answer their individual questions as they go through it. And they also get a party guide or a guidebook. So it's broken down into specific chapters. So if they're eating out, how do they address that? Or maybe people aren't eating out these days. So if they're taking out, how do they address being able to eat what they take out? If they're going to somebody's house, how do they speak to them about it? Uh, Where will they get their protein or why is heart disease so prevalent? These kinds of questions they'll have in terms of videos, audios, PDFs, all kinds of things to keep them organized and understanding throughout. Or even just like, what do I have for breakfast? Because I don't even know where breakfast. to start, right? I don't even know where to start. Start with breakfast, people. <laughs> right? But, but that's, that's the point. People don't know and they need the help and support. And so that's why instead of doing a one-on-one coaching call that's going to be a lot more expensive with us as individuals, we're bringing together a group of people that are in similar situations, bringing the cost down and trying to make it so that we could impact more people along the way. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I saw that you guys are doing that. And I, and I, and I want to thank you for doing what you guys are doing with that. I think that so many people are going to be impacted as well. Um, I partnered with you guys as well on this, on this um, program. So I'm so excited um, to get it started and to share with more people. And so if you guys are 
if anyone listening or anyone watching or anyone seeing it at any point of the time, um, I'm going to be having the links and all the information um, in the podcast as well as as well as on YouTube and Instagram. It's going to be it's going to be everywhere pretty soon, so you guys will get a chance to see and be able to join. So if they when when they're done listening to this or watching this or whatever they're doing, they could go to planttrainers.com/slash28. There's two T's in the middle of plant and trainers. So planttrainers.com/slash28, and then when they go to checkout, they put in Luna ten. L-U-N-A-10. And that's our gift to you and your listeners and viewers and, and all of that to be able to get it at, I, I think it already is a, a very affordable price, uh, but to get it at even a, a, a better price because some people are ready, but they're scared that they're going to make a mistake. They're scared that they're going to make themselves sick. They're scared that they're doing it alone because nobody in their town is vegan and they don't know anybody or nobody in their town is plant-based. So for you and your listeners, um, Luna 10 at checkout. Yeah, absolutely. That's so great. Thank you guys so much for that. So is there any, maybe anything else that you guys want to add that you guys do or any other ways that you guys help people or how people can reach out to you? I think that if people want to reach out, we're always available. Uh, info at plantrainers.com. They can check out our website, listen to the podcast. The Plant Trainers podcast is available every platform possible. And there's so much value and information that goes out through that podcast it's really the reason we started it was because that's what we were looking for at the time. We didn't have that information coming in. So we figured let's network and create it and bring in the top minds and stories so that people could get the information that they are really looking for. So I think that's really a good place to start. That's something I want to add about podcasts that I love so much. Like, to me, like podcasting is like my school. It's like my education. It's yes. like talking to you guys or talking to all the people that I talk to. I learn so much. And, and, and also my listeners learn so much. And I, I almost find it like kind of like a way to be like, yeah, th- like I, learn with me, learn together. Let's learn on this journey together because then you'll kind of like understand like where I'm at or why I am, how I am or, or that sort of stuff because I am influenced by everyone. You guys influenced me you know, many times over, we've had lots of conversations in the past through podcast training. I I loved your guys' podcast academy um, that you guys did. It was so amazing and so thoughtful. And I think that 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 really impacted a lot of people. And that was, that was awesome. Um, And all the other conversations that we've had in the past, um, even when I was in Kuwait, I was living in Kuwait. And I remember like having conversations with you guys, you guys having um, calls, you guys doing trainings and doing that sort of stuff. And I remember at like four in the morning, like on a call talking, you know, (laughs) like, you know, just because um, I like that connection and I like that, that personability. And I like that. I like people that are out there like that, that are really trying to help people and, and make a better place. The title of the podcast at the very, the very bottom of it, um, like when I do my logo is conversations with people that are fighting to make the world a better place. You know what I mean? And and so in a similar way, bringing people onto my podcast in the way you guys, that's kind of like my, my theme as well. And, and I love it so much. Yeah. And thank you for those kind words about enjoying the the podcast Academy. It was our way. I mean, the podcast Academy is our way of getting other plant-based and vegan individuals to spread their message, whether it's vegan or plant-based message or whether it's for whatever they do in their own jobs. We wanted to support this community because the more people we can support to get their message out, the more people we're supporting because we had, when we started our podcast, we didn't know 
that we would get to half a million downloads. We didn't know we'd be invited to go speak at health fests in California. Like these are the things that, that kind of happened. And it's so humbling to think about because we were literally like, we had two kids, we had gone through this health scare and we're like, what kind of hobby can we have to spend yeah. more time together? And we started a podcast um, and it's brought us here and it's brought us to get to know you and so many amazing people, but the same school every week for us, because we are, we, we're just having the conversations with like-minded people and some very, very smart people too. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're not smart, but you yeah, know. but there, there's always those people that have that, they have that passion and that drive and they really want to learn something so much. Like the person I was just talking to before you guys was focused on astrology. And I found it so fascinating because they've been dedicated and passionate about learning the science and the ins and outs of all this stuff about astrology that when you talk to them, you're just blown away with how much they know about that topic, you know, and it's just, they just found that passion and they just researched and educated themselves, you know, or did the schooling or did whatever they can and just, picking their brain and, and learning from them, you know, whether it's, whether it's a doctor or someone that created something super amazing or um, an athlete that just overcame something that was just seemed impossible. Those are just the stories that are like, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for the work that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, admire you guys a lot. And I, one day I'll have a podcast like yours. You already do. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> I mean, at, at the, it is. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It's just, it is. You do. No, but also I love how you guys are so, you guys are so connected together. I think you guys are a great team. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without her support. It's that simple. I mean, I went through a very difficult, challenging time that impacted the whole family. She could have just gotten up and walked out the door and said, I don't need this but that's not the way things went. And without your support, I never would have been able to do it on my own. But, but, and then, and then the roles reversed because I ended up with PTSD. I was pregnant during that whole time when they kept telling me over and over again to get prepared to, to raise the kids on my own. And we had, I had some really, really dark times that I'm sure were dark for you as well. And you have to step up and play both parents for a while. So it, it, it is a partnership. It's, it's a partner in, in, in business, a partner in family, a partner, ha half a heart. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. And I think that whether people have a romantic partner or whether people have family members or good friends, or maybe even people who they've never met before in person and able to touch when touching is actually allowed, um, you know, there, there's still, there's still room for people to grow together and to support each other. And I think that's what this movement needs, whether you're coming at it from a vegan point of view, when you, when they're coming from it, at it from animal rights or environmental or um, pandemic. Now we can add to it or your own personal health. We need to work together we need to supplement each other. So we don't talk about animal rights so often. We only cover that a couple of times a year and you don't cover the health aspect as often, right? So we need something for everybody to work together and to be mindful and respectful to all people on their journeys. And we need to educate, not fight-a-cate. And I think that that's it. I think that, you know, the kinder we are to everybody, humans and animals alike, the better off everybody's going to be. And the healthier we are ourselves, the more energy, the more funds, the more brain power, the more everything we have to give back into 
animals or human rights or environmental, whatever it is, but it needs to start with us. Love yourself and you'll have so much love more for everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Empathy Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys took away something and you can apply it in your day-to-day lives. Also, I can see that there's a lot of you listening that aren't subscribed, so please, please subscribe. Make sure you leave a review at Apple Podcasts that helps people find my podcast so that more people can listen.